is how I find my battle. Oh, my God. This is how I find my battle. And I surrender to you, Lord. This is how I find my battle. When my mind, oh, God, is to you. This is how I find my battle. Oh, my heart belongs to you, Lord. This is how I find my battle. Oh, Lord. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testament. Father, today, oh God, we're standing in the victory of the cross. We're standing in the victory of the cross. Father, we pray today that there is a testimony that has been birthed in the lives of your people this morning. Father, that this morning, oh God, will spark, oh God, and will begin to introduce a new day in their life, a new day in their life, a new day in their spiritual walk, a shift, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. So, God, we thank you, oh God, that we are overcomers. We are overcomers in the name of Jesus. We are overcomers. We are overcomers. Everything, oh God, everything that has perplexed, everything that has challenged, everything that has destroyed, everything that has attacked, everything, oh God, that has fought your sons and your daughters today, oh God, deliverance is coming. Thank you. Today, deliverance is coming to the house. Deliverance is coming to the house. The, the, today, breakthrough is coming to the house. Today, oh God, there's a shift in the name of Jesus. There's a shift. In the name of Jesus, Lamako Ho Sikai, Lemeke, Lamasara Mahande, Lemeke, Limako Ho Sikai, Lamahande, Lemeke, Sikai, Lamahande, Rababa Baba Babo, Shelele, Lamaba Sakai, Lemeke, Lamasara Just worship the Lord this morning. Bless him with a song, with a psalm, with a spiritual hymn. Bless him in a heavenly language this morning. All you do are to do this open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. He's gonna fill it. He's gonna fill it. He's gonna fill your cup. Somebody's gonna be baptized with the Holy Spirit this morning. Somebody's going to be released into a new tongue. Someone's going to be released into a tongue of worship. Somebody's going to be released into a tongue of praise. Somebody's going to be released into a new song, the song of the Lord. We thank you. We thank you for the song. 
Cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you. For everyone that has been carrying a weight, for everyone that has been carrying a burden, for everyone that has been trying to find a solution in themselves, for everyone that has found themselves distracted, for everyone that has found themselves overwhelmed, the Lord is saying, cast your cares upon him. For he cares for you. That weight has blinded you. That weight, that physical pain that is in your body is not of the Lord. There's no clinical reason that it is there. God is saying to you, release that. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. The hurts. The pains. The wrongs that have been done to you. Just let it go. God is releasing you from a spirit of unforgiveness.
you got to accept the forgiveness of the law and that forgiveness will give you the ability to forgive the Bible says and Jesus went about healing the sick delivering those that were oppressed of the devil there's some of you are living under a spirit of oppression and it's because you have yielded to a voice you have yielded to a negative word you have yielded to a spirit that has now enveloped you and made you feel but today there's going to be a lifting Today, deliverance is coming to your house. Today, deliverance is coming over your life. Today, deliverance is coming over your body. In the time of worship, in the time of praise, all you got to do is just begin to release it. Just let it go. If it's a person, say, Lord, I forgive this person. If it is a situation, Lord, I forgive this situation. I want you to understand you've got no control how others respond. But you've got control as to how you respond. And right now you take authority. The Bible says all power is given unto us on earth as it is in heaven. And so today we pray. If he says, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea it will be done it will be done that impossibility the enemy has told you a lie this is not what the state of your life will be there, there are better days 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 there are new anointings there are fresh anointings if somebody would just get out of their head just get out of their head and just begin to just trust God. God's about to shift. He's got to blow upon your world. He's got to move upon your world. In the name of Jesus, there's a fresh wind that is blowing. There's a fresh wind that is blowing. There's a fresh wind that is blowing. There's a fresh wind. It's a wind of deliverance. It's a wind of deliverance. It's a wind of salvation. It's a wind of breakthrough. It's a wind, it's a fresh anointing. It's a fresh anointing.
miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Come on, we believe that right now. He's our way maker. Way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, that is who bless your name, Father. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Let the people praise you, O God. Let the people praise you, O God. May the water level of your manifest presence, O God, increase in this corporate house, Father. Let the water level of your manifest presence increase in this corporate house, Father. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, O God. We thank you. We thank you. Amen and amen. Before I read a scripture this morning, I want to place in context the scripture that I want to read for you. So I'm going to stay with script so I don't take too much. I don't take the time that, I, that I'm allocated. You see, during the Potter's House ministry, the covenant month that has passed, and very especially the covenant weekend, I was observing... I was listening, I was understanding what God is doing and saying in this house. And this is what the Spirit of God said. That we have crossed over to a new place, to a new position, to a new posture in God. And if you didn't get that, we're not crossing over. No, 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 no. I'm talking about we have already crossed over. We have already transitioned. We have, we have already migrated to a new place in God. So having crossed over to a new place, to a fresh place in God, we are now living from that place. We are now living from that new place in God. We are now living from that fresh place in God. This is where the hunger, this is where our longing, this is where our thirst for Christ must get more intense for Him from within us. Because we have moved. We have moved on this 23rd year. I want you to grab a hold of this. I want to declare this morning that we are now living from a new posture in God Himself. Everything about us changed. 
If we're living from a new place, everything about our behavior, everything about our thinking patterns, everything about our lifestyle completely changes on this 23rd year of Potter's House Ministry. Somebody say amen. amen. Where do I get this from? God installed this during the course of this week, Habakkuk. The prophet Habakkuk, chapter 3. Verse 17 to verse 19. <laughs> the first couple of verses, verse 17 to verse 18, or to verse 17, is describing something. He's describing a crushed economy. He's describing a broken economy. He's describing an economy that is hopeless and helpless. He's describing an economy that we can't do anything inside of it. Let's read Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there is no grapes on the vine, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there's no sheep in the pen, and there's no cattle in the stores. My dear friend, that is a crushed economy. That is a broken economy. That's a failed economy. But I want you to get a hold of verse 18. In the midst of this, he says this in verse 18. Yet. Whoa. In the midst of a crushed economy, yet. In the midst of a helpless economy, yet. What does it yet mean? He says, in the midst of it, in the midst of a hopeless economy, in the midst of a failed economy, in the midst of that, what will happen? He says, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. Verse 19. Oh man, the sovereign Lord, in the midst of all of the hopelessness and helplessness, the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. I want to say to you, you are going to leap. This is a season you are going to leap. When everybody's wondering and starving, you are going to leap. When everybody doesn't know how to live the next day, you are going to leap. You're not only going to leap, he says, he enables me to tread ha, on the heights. This, my friend, is your new posture. This, my friend, is a new place in God. He says, I want to repeat that. He enables me to tread on heights. You're not going to be groveling in the dirt. No, my friend, you are going to be in an elevated place. You have to see it. You have to believe it. You have to activate it. We're not groveling anymore. We are going to be in elevated places. God is repositioning us in an elevated place. You've got to see it, my friend. You've got to believe it. So, we pray. And I want to begin to decree this word into your spirit, this word into your heart, this word into your life. Come on now. 
And you have to believe it. You have to see it. You have to activate it. You have to say, God, I want to be different in a crashed economy. I want to be different in a failed economy. I want to be a new person in this economy that's going on a downward spiral. God, I declare, decree. I decree that I will receive my divine inheritance. Come on, in the midst of a crushed economy, in the midst of a collapsed economy, I will receive my divine inheritance. I decree everlasting joy. Come on, I declare everlasting joy. I declare everlasting joy. Why? Because I'm living of kingdom economy. I am living of the kingdom economy. I declare abundant blessings upon you. I declare healings upon you. I declare miracles upon you. I declare prosperity upon you. I declare business contract. I declare job opportunities. I declare because I'm living in an elevated place. Yes, Lord. We want to live from a new pastor. We're no more talking of the old. We're talking of a new place in God. In this journey of Potter's House Ministry, under the leadership of Apostle, God, we decree a new posture in our families. I decree a new posture in our children. I decree a new posture in the young people. I declare it in the mighty name of Jesus.
God praise this morning. That is who He is. Our way maker, miracle worker, our light in the darkness. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we come to praise you. Hallelujah. Come and turn around to somebody and tell him it's good to see you here this morning. Hallelujah. We've come. Give him a high five. Give him a smile right now. Come on. It's all about our God. When praises go up.
morning we thank you God we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor because he picked us up oh and how he turned us around amen come on yeah. To the night, wanting a place to hide this very soul. This bag of bones, and I tried with all my might, just but I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting, oh, a bag of
Double, double. 
all praise and glory belongs to you and you alone oh father God oh, in all things father God we raise a hallelujah to the king of kings and the lord of lords the one that goes before us yeah let's declare church of God I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemy. I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. Oh, louder, louder than the unbelief. Come on and raise your hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. Your weapon this morning. My weapon is a melody. You gotta raise your hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. And I know heaven, Lord, 
comes to fight for me. Let's raise a hallelujah. Oh, I raise a hallelujah with everything, Lord, with everything inside of me. I'm going to raise my hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. We will watch the darkness and I will watch the darkness flee. Come on and raise your hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah in the middle, in the middle of the mystery. We gotta raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. No more fear, Lord. Yeah. Fear you lost your hold on me.
I do not know how many of you have come expecting God to do something more. Amen. Amen. I know there's some of you that have come expecting more. Some of you have just come. Amen. But I believe there's an unusual anointing in the house. Amen. There's an unusual anointing. Amen. Now you can you can enjoy the watching from the outside or you can step into the flow. Amen. And a lot of the declarations that Pastor Ernest made this morning, you can either appropriate it for yourself or you could miss it completely. But I've learned one thing. When there's a move of God, I want to step in. Amen. That I pray that there will be a spirit of expectation. There will be a spirit of. Amen. Because expectation is the breeding ground for the miraculous. It begins to create an aspect that says, Lord, I'm hungry. It says, Lord, I'm thirsty. Amen. I want you to understand that there's a shift in what God is doing in this house. And there's a shift of what God wants to do in your life today. Amen. We're going we're gonna to distrust God that I believe today is church unusual. Amen. 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 Welcome to church unusual. Amen. That means it's not about program. It's not about achieving anything, but it's about saying, God, what are you saying today? that is about to shift shift my life, turn my life around, begin to move upon my life. Amen. Some of you have been dealing with the same things over and over again. And God is saying no more. But you got to get to that place where you say no more. There must be more. There must be more than just existing. There must be that Zoe life of God. There must be that joy unspeakable, full of glory. There must be that, that open heaven. There must be that divine exchange. A portal has been opened over this house. A portal has been opened over this ministry. We don't see the same. We don't look the same. We don't begin to perceive the same. We don't ask the same. We do not operate the same. There's a deeper, there's a deeper measure of God. There's, a, there's an overflow. There's an overflow grace. There's an overflow anointing. There's an anointing that begins to shatter every, every work of the enemy that cause hills to melt, cause, cause strongholds to break. In that today we declare that chains are falling off your life. If right there, right there where you are, right there where you are, begin to just worship him. Right there where you are, begin to just praise him. Right there where you are, begin to just intercede. Right there where you are, begin to decree, begin to declare, begin to, to, to just receive that which God has in store for you in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Open up your mouth, begin to bless him. You access your atmosphere shift as you begin to open up your mouth. Atmospheres begin to shift as you begin to open up your mouth. Atmospheres begin to shift as you begin to open up your mouth. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Everybody that has been sensing, like Pastor Ernest shared this morning, that you're in a famine. And it seems like no matter what you're doing, you cannot break out of it. But he sh showed you the promise of the Lord this morning. And the promise of the Lord is fruitfulness. The promise of the Lord is that there's going to be an overflowing. And so if it feels like famine has hit your life, you're in a place of dryness. This, this could be a financial place. This could be in your home and in your marriage there's a stagnancy. This could be in your spiritual life. You're in that place of dryness. You, 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 you're doing everything. But you've got no control of the external elements. God is saying today he's come for you. I declare that the famine will be broken over your life. I want you to do something for me if it is you if it is you I want you to come in not saying I hope it will happen if you're in that place where I hope just sit where you are or stand where you are but if you are in the place where you say Lord I'm ready I'm ready to blossom again 
I'm ready to bloom again. I'm ready to, to let oil, fresh oil, just flow out of the vats. I declare today that there is going to be fruitfulness in my life. You see, it's, it's not about me seeing it. It's about me calling those things that are not as though they are. And I believe that there are atmospheres that God is able to transition me. God is able to shift me. If that is you, I want you to just step out into the aisle. Not, you don't have to come to the front. Just step out into the aisle. I, I'm believing God that he is about to shift something in your life. I want no one looking around. I do not want anyone sitting and, uh, unless you really got a physical condition. But I want everyone standing. I want the rest of the church worshiping the Lord. The, Joash, lead us in a song. Amen. A, a, a fresh, a new song. Amen. If it is you, just step out into the aisle. Amen. Just step into the aisle. Just stand in the aisle. God's about to meet you right there. You just begin to lift your voice. So I lift up my hand. Child, me lift up your song, cause you got lying inside of those songs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me? Lift up your song, cause you got lying inside of those
you've been prayed for, it's okay. But if you're a youth and you haven't been prayed for, just stand in the aisles. I want someone to just pray with them right now. Amen. They're going to experience a touch of the Holy Spirit right now. Amen. 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 Some of our leaders, amen. 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 Janine, won't you just stand with one of the young girls? Amen. Bless the Lord. God's about to do something right now. There's no mountain you can climb up. There's no mountain you won't climb up. Mountain you won't climb up. Coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down. Die you won't tear down. Coming after me. an activation of that which has already been on the inside of them in the name of Jesus we declare an activation we declare an activation of your spirit an activation right now right now right now right now right now
shadow you won't light up mountain you won't climb up coming after me
Father, we return thanks to you. For you are a faithful God. You are a faithful God. You are an awesome, awesome, mighty God. So, Father, we thank you that no flesh will glory in your presence. It's all about you. What you started today is only going to intensify. As we hunger and thirst after you, it's only going to intensify. Deeper and deeper. Higher and higher. Higher and higher. fresh dimension, Lord. A fresh dimension. A fresh dimension of glory. A fresh dimension of glory. We honor you. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Even as we get around your word, we believe the entrance of your word brings light and life. Bless us. Bless our children as they go into Sunday school. Minister to them by your spirit. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. And amen. Let's give God a praise offering. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. You may be seated. Amen. In the presence of the Lord. Can I get a weapon? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Amen. Our Sunday school may lead. Amen. Bless the Lord. Greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge. I will say of the Lord, He's my hiding place. Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. How many of you? Somebody say new season. Amen. Someone say fresh mantle. Amen. What we have stepped into is a new season. What we are experiencing is a fresh mantle. Amen? Somebody say fresh mantle. Amen? I'm believing God and uh, like that which has been deposited in our hearts on, uh, you know, during our covenant celebration was a fresh mantle that has been deposited over the house. Amen? And uh, one of the things that we're seeing is an outworking of this mantle that God is, has bestowed, has put on us. Amen? And uh, so one of the things that I'm going to do is share a few thoughts this morning on fresh mantles, an understanding of the mantle, understanding of what the mantle signifies so that we can step in. This weekend, I was supposed to be in Johannesburg. Uh, I went up on, on Thursday, came back Friday morning. 
but I initially planned to go up on Wednesday, drive up, be there. I was supposed to minister in, at Pastor Bongan's church this morning. Um, but on, on Tuesday, I felt a wrestling not to make that trip and uh, just to stay in-house this weekend. And, uh, and I, I wanted to be obedient to it, so I asked Pastor Bongan to release me from the commitment I don't ever do. If I give a commitment, I stick with it. But somehow, uh, this time I felt a, a real urge in my spirit not to. Because I believe what happened on Saturday has opened a, as we said, a portal for God to do something fresh in the house. And uh, I didn't want to miss it by just finding myself just going after an, uh, an appointment rather than being in the place that God appointed me to be in. And, uh, but we've seen the hand of the Lord. On Thursday morning, Annie and I were driving to the airport and we were on the road about maybe about 4, 20 past 4 in the morning, about 4 o'clock in the morning. And when we were on the road on at 4 o'clock in the morning, it was normally quiet. You know, there's very little traffic going to towards the airport. And as we got towards um, Amschlange, you know, there's a little bit of roadworks over there, but uh, there were still three lanes. And we just got onto the flat just after the roadworks and it started to come off and as we're driving all of a sudden there was like a thick black smoke that came over the road it covered the not the other lane on the opposite side it was just on the lane that we were driving in and all of a sudden I couldn't see a thing now I thought maybe a car is on fire maybe something is on fire and and I'm swerving because I do not know. I said if I'm going to drive, I couldn't even see past my windscreen. That's how thick it was. I put the, the fogs on. I nothing. It just went, just went white. And you couldn't see nothing. And, and this was for like 200 meters. I'm driving through this, swerving, looking for in case there's a car, scared that I'm going to hit something. You know, you're driving 120 k's an hour. I, I slowed down to about 30 case an hour, but I'm still trying to find my way, scared that no car hits me from the back. And I'm driving through this thing, and I come out of it, and as I come out of it, it's like it was clear. As you look in the review mirror, it was gone. I sensed that it was really a spiritual attack. None of the other cars on the road that were behind us swerved. They were driving normally. Only our car. Now, you could say 4 o'clock in the morning, I may have not been awake fully. But I can tell you, I was diligently awake that morning. And this transpired. And then I knew there was a greater assignment that was in play. So the meetings we went through in Johannesburg, that went very well. Um, you know, some great news out of it. But at the meeting, it was strange. Got to meet with different men of God that were from South Africa, some very prominent pastors. And some, somehow, people came up to greet me. Like, 
No, I normally, when I go to meetings, I'm not the most sociable person. And I'm not extrovert. So I'm not someone that will go out, out of my way. I w I'm there, I'm, you, know, you know I'm in the room. I, I do my thing and then I'm out. But people came to church. And I was wondering, what, what, what's happening? You know, well, uh, you know, Pastor Torrance from, from DCC, I, I was going, I was walking out the room and he stopped me and says, how are you? I'm good, you know. So I thought it was, you know, it was strange, and then I did this. And he came again, and he greeted me again. I wondered why, you know. You know, there's a lot of people in the room. There's about over two, three hundred people in the room. And, and this. then the supper we went for, I looked for the, I do what you do when you come to covenant. You look for the empty table. <laughs> so I looked for the empty table. We walked in the in the in the supper. I walk, I looked for the empty table, and Annie and I went and sat there. And we sat in the empty table, and it was like, next thing, Pastor Alan Bag came and sat. He says, is anyone sitting here? I said, no. And he walked in, he walked past us, he went to the front, he met with Pastor Theo Vormerans and stuff, and then he, he came back and he said, no, can I sit here? In the, in the meeting, and while we're sitting on the table, we're having dinner together, he stops the whole conversation. Everyone on the table wants to talk to him, right? So he stops on, uh, on the table and says, Pastor, tell me about yourself. And his whole conversation turned. And we, we just kept talking. And, and, this, and then I, s I said, no, Lord, something's happening here. I don't even understand. People came to greet me. I didn't even know. I saw something God was doing. I'm here to say to you, God's doing something. There's a shifting taking place that is not just a natural thing, it's a spiritual thing. We came in uh, on Friday night, we came in for worship practice. As we came in for worship practice, we were at worship practice and we were, we were just uh, started worshiping and I told the team, just start worshiping the Lord. And as they started worshiping the Lord, because they normally start worship practice with some singing, and, and so we started worshiping the Lord. And as we started worshiping the Lord, we went into a time of this intercession, a, a deep worship. I said to them, start just praying in tongues. Just start speaking in a heavenly language. Just start ministering to the Lord. And an hour and a half later, almost hour, three quarter later, everybody experienced an overwhelming presence of God. God ministered to everyone in the room. Uniquely. God just ministered to them. Then I knew God's about to do something in the house. Today what you experienced on the morning as we came in it was oh, no rush, no no struggle. Even from those that have been here from about 20 to 8 we were already worshipping the Lord. God is just ministering. And I want you to understand, this is something that God wants to do. And at, at, at the Friday um, practice session, I said to them, from next week Friday, from the Friday that is coming, or this Friday that's coming, we're going to have a prophetic worship session every Friday night. It's open to the entire church. 
I believe it's going to be a time where God is going to begin to release giftings, graces. There's going to be a breaking of strongholds. There's going to be just a, a time of restoration and refreshing that is coming. The Lord says it will be prophetic worship encounters, Holy Spirit encounters. That is what is going to happen. It's going to be Holy Spirit meetings that where God is just going to begin to minister. There will be some exhortation, some encouragement, but the major part is about us hearing the voice of the Lord. I want you to understand, if you're saying there's more for me, there's more that I'm expecting of God. Friday evenings at 7 o'clock, be here. Amen? It's not going to be on, on, on Facebook. It's not going to be on anything else. This is our time of just being before the Lord. Amen? Because we are just beginning to start to receive and hear what God is saying. I'm believing God that there's going to be some supernatural breakthroughs in the lives of people, in the lives of individuals. There's going to be powerful re releases of giftings and graces in the house. Amen? So this is something that I'm really looking forward to. So I'm asking you, please, on Friday evening, make your way here. Amen? Amen. Make your way here. Make it a part. Make it an appointment that you don't want to miss. Make it an appointment you don't want to miss. Amen. There are some appointments we would like to miss, but that's one appointment you don't want to miss. Amen. I'm believing God to begin to do something. Amen. And even during the week, I would like to encourage you, take some time waiting upon the Lord. Uh, make it part of your weekly uh, time as waiting upon the Lord, I believe, and, and, and the Lord told me, do it until. <coughs> Amen? So we don't have a time frame when we're going to stop, but we're going to continue as the Lord allows us, believing him. And remember, it's not about engineering anything. It's really about just coming and just worshiping and just getting deeper in the things of God, just allowing God to minister to us. Father, we thank you that the entrance of your word brings light and life. Thank you that you speak, and when you speak, our lives are shifted. Our hearts are changed. There is a renewing. There's a refreshing. There's an outpouring over us. And so this morning, speak to us. Speak to us in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. Today I want to just begin to speak about discovering our spiritual mantles and giftings. Amen? That, and we're going to talk a little bit about what, what does it mean when we talk about a spiritual or mantle, fresh mantles. You know, what does it mean? That some of us, when you speak about spiritual mantles, it speaks about a level of authority, a level of spiritual covering and spiritual anointing that is coming over our lives. So when we talk about spiritual mantles, these can be passed from one person to another. Amen? That means there's an impartation. When mantles take place, it's an impartation. Now, often there's been over the years a lot of times that there's been focus on mantles. And one of the most clearest pictures of a transfer of a mantle is the picture of Elijah and Elisha. A very, very, very clear 
a, a picture that's in Matthew chapter, oh, sorry, 1 Kings chapter 19. I'm taking you to Matthew. 1 Kings chapter 19. Amen. Elijah throwing his prophetic mantle or cloak over Elisha. It was clear that Elijah's mantle was not just a physical symbol. It represented his calling, his prophetic office, his ministry. And it is given to Elisha in a powerful and a dramatic way, representing and confirming the call of God upon Elisha to continue the mission that was upon Elijah. I want us to understand this because if we understand mantles and we understand the transference of mantles and the shifting, we'll understand that what we get on Saturday was Pastor John made a statement and I, and I pray we all heard it when he says, I come with such as I have. And we saw an outworking of what God spoke. A mantle is not just heavy, but a mantle comes with great responsibility. We can be desirous about the mantle, but we have to be aware of the burden and the responsibility and the rewards that come when we discern the mantle. Amen? And so it has many, many benefits. It bestows an office or a position. It bestows protection from harm. It bestows respect and elevation. That's what comes with the mantle. But there uh, is a heavy burden that the mantle carries. The mantle carries a weight. Now, the mantle is not something we can just desire. It's a mantle that is given to us. Amen? That means it's God-directed. Some things that come into our lives, naturally we won't choose it. But God, when he intervenes, he places certain things on your life. Some of you have a burden of the Lord and the hand of the Lord is upon you to do ministry or to do something for the kingdom. You cannot run away from it. You can try to. You can try as much as you can. But the reality is that it's not necessarily for full-time ministry. It could be a mantle to serve God in the field that he has planted you, in the career field that he's in. Some of you, remember, all the mantles were not for frontline ministry. The, the, the mantles of, of those, they were those that had the spirit of Bezalel. Bezalel was the one that built all of the implements for the ark and for the, 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 the temple of Moses. The tabernacle of Moses. Everything that was there, he built it. He made it. Some of you have an anointing to build. You are physically, there's a creativity, there's a craftsmanship, there's an anointing upon you for that. There are some of you that have an anointing for intercession. Some of you have an anointing for something else. There was even in, in the, when they were building the, the temple of David, there, were, there was one man that was called Hiram. Hiram 
was, was anointed to provide all that was needed for the building. He was a financier. He had an anointing for that. Amen. So I want you to understand when I'm talking about a mantle, I'm not talking about all of you becoming pastors. I'm talking about you stepping into what God has called you. If God has called you to be a kingdom financier, that's your anointing. Amen. And when you step into it and you embrace it, that means some of you keep praying for more finances, but you don't release out of the finances that you have. Some of you, God has ordained you to be a kingdom financier. And you've got to begin to embrace it. Some of you, the God has, uh, has made you to put your hands to the plow in the house of God. Some of you are great servants in the house of God. Remember, there were those that were priests, those that were Levites. Remember that everyone wasn't, the, the, the Levite was not the priest. The Levite was the one that was doing the back, the back room work. The one that was serving. The one that was ensuring everything was done. The priest we're the ones that were offering the sacrifices. I want you to understand this. If you have a, a Levitical anointing upon you, serve in that capacity. If you have an anointing to serve, allow, ask God to make you the best server. Don't just try to step into another anointing. So that means there's a mantle that is over your life. And no matter what you do, you cannot run away from it. You have to experience the weight of it. You know, there's sometimes, there's some people that I talk to and I say, God is telling you do this. Some of them think that I'm giving them advice. It's not up for advice. It is saying you do this, what the Lord is telling you to do. In that moment, we may have another relationship, but in that moment, I'm speaking as the man of God, the voice of God in your life. And if you don't stand up for it, you get confused. Some of you, God has opened out doors for you strategically. I know this, this, uh, this week, we celebrated International Teachers Day, huh? So to all our teachers, God bless you. But has God given you a mantle for teaching? Amen. All our teachers, stand where you are. Amen. You're an educator, you know you're an educator. Stand where you are. Amen. Amen. May the Lord give you a mantle for education. Our education system is failing in the country. It's not failing just because of teachers. It's failing because the system has, has, has flaws in it. And remember, it's, it's our children. It's the next generation. And you know what's going to set you apart? Is an anointing. Is a mantle. When you begin to teach, somehow children pass. Somehow children that don't get concepts start to get it. Come on, I, I need a few people to stand behind our, uh, our teachers. Amen. Uh, come on. And a few of the leaders that are you close by, just stand behind them right now. Amen. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. I believe God. 
that there will come upon you a mantle. That means when you get into the classroom, it's not about you being popular. It's not about you being funny. It's not about you. There is a transfer of grace. There's a transfer of anointing uh, from your life, from your life. There, there is every student in your classroom, no matter how difficult they have been finding it, they're going to start to begin to succeed in the name of Jesus. They're going to start to succeed. Your classroom is going to become a place where God begins to speak. And you're going to speak as an oracle of God. You're going to speak as an oracle of God. That God is going to give you learning concepts. God is going to give you learning strategies. That even as you begin to teach your children, they're going to experience it. This is not about your education. University could not prepare you to begin to, to, deliver, uh, to deliver information. And it's going to be more than information. It's going to be life-changing encounters in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, we release an anointing of an educator. We release an anointing of a scribe. We release a scribal anointing. We release an anointing to tutor. We release an anointing to, to communicate information. And Father, I pray that the minds that will receive it, Lord, I pray, amplify their voice. Amplify their voice as they speak. There will be a greater authority. As they teach, there will be a greater strategies, greater success rates. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Amen. Thank you. You know, as you go back to your classrooms, don't do what teachers do. Don't do what is common. We all know that happens. There's no stupid children. You're going to have an anointing that even the child that has the most difficulty, you're going to help turn them into a success. They will perform better than they performed before. Amen? I'm, I'm, I'm believing God for that. Your school is going to become a best performing school in the district. It will become the best performing school in the district. You're going to carry a, a, a new passion. You're going to carry a renewed passion. Because God wants you to do this. This is mantles. These are the mantles. That means the, the, the hand of the Lord can come upon you. Even for those that are in business. God is placing a mantle upon you. You were not just doing business because you thought you were good, just good at it. Amen? You are doing business because God is now using, he has given you a mantle for business. He's giving you a mind for business. He's giving you divine insights for business. Come on. Amen? Amen. This is the mantle. This is the weight I'm talking about. There's a responsibility. You're going to have to work it. You're going to have to work harder at it. You may be putting more hours in it, but I'm here to say to you, it's going to flourish. People are going to be attracted to you. Amen. I'm believing the anointing attracts. This mantle that you, that you are carrying is going to draw people to you. Amen. You're in sales. Anointing is going to draw people to you. People are going to, you're going to come up with creative solutions for your customers. You're going to come up with creative ideas. They, they didn't see it that way. 
Amen. This is the mantle. But the mantle has to translate even into the kingdom. There will be rewards for carrying such a responsibility. But also with such great power comes great responsibility and accountability. Amen. And this is important. Don't take the obligations that come with the mantle of authority. Don't take it for lightly. For those that are wearing it must understand that you're responsible and accountable for your actions. You have to set an example for those that are around you. Amen? Go with me just for a moment and we're going to read 1 Kings chapter 19, but we're going to start at verse 15. And the Lord said to him, Go back by the way you came. Go to the, the desert of Damascus. And when you get there, anoint Hezahil, king over Aram. Anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel. Anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from, uh, from Abel Meholah, to succeed you as a prophet. Three, three anointings. Two kingly, two kings, Hezahil and Jehu. And then there was a prophetic impartation. Amen. Elijah carried an anointing to anoint kings. Elijah carried an anointing to anoint prophets. He says, He anointed Elisha, the son of Shaphat, to succeed you as a prophet. Look at verse 17. And Jehu will put to death any that escaped the sword of Hezahil. And Elisha will put to death any who escaped the sword of Jehu. Amen. Elisha is a sword-wielding prophet. It's it's normal for kings to go to battle. But to see a prophet wielding a sword. Amen. My name means he who rules by the sword. That's what my name means. Gerald, that's what it means. He who rules by the sword. Amen. 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 And then verse 18, it says, Yet I res reserve 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal, and whose mouths have not kissed him. Amen. God comes to Elijah in the moment of his life, when he's run away from Jezebel, he's in the weakest point of his ministry. And in that moment, God is saying to him, there is so much that you carry that cannot just be carried by you. But there are three others that I'm going to anoint. Look at it. Numbers chapter 
10 and 11. Numbers chapter 11. Moses has a sim similar account. Moses is overwhelmed by the load of, of, of need amongst the Israelite people. God says to him, gather 70 elders of the tribes of Israel. Gather them to the tent of meetings. Write their names. List their names down. And then he says, he, he says to him, he says, I will take off your spirit and put it on them. The mantle that Moses was carrying, 70 others, even when shared amongst them, the Bible says the spirit of the Lord comes upon them in such a way that they can start to prophesy and they could not stop prophesying the entire day. I'm talking about the weight of what one man carried was able to be distributed among 70 and they too couldn't carry the weight on their own. I'm saying to you, what God has deposited in your life is not just for you. The mantle that you carry is not just for you. God came and he spoke. He speaks to Elijah and he says to him, go and anoint Hezahil, king over Aram. Anoint Jehu, king over Israel. Anoint Elisha in your place. There's a difference between the anointing and the mantle. Often the words are used interchangeably, and I want to bring a slight distinction. The mantle and the anointing are often used interchangeably, but there is a distinction between them. They both involve the passing of authority and power from one person to another. But the ways in which they do it is different. Mantles and anointings are used in regard to spiritual leadership. And we know the account where Elijah passes the mantle to Elisha. It's a symbolic gesture of him passing down his prophetic office. On the other hand, this is the passing of the, the mantle, right? Samuel, on the other hand, anoints David in 1 Samuel chapter 16. And this was an act signifying God's chosen king over Israel. Anointing is a form of consecration. That means anointing signifies a person set apart for special purposes and responsibilities. It represents divine favor and authority from God's hand. Now I said to you both mantles and anointings both involve a transfer of power. But they distinctly different. A mantle takes time to be established. So it is passed on. So you understand that the mantle that Elijah had took time to develop. And even in the transference of the mantle, it wasn't a once-off encounter. Ah. 
See, somebody wants the mantle because it looks good. But you have to wait on. And the way you wait on is by maintaining a closeness. Elisha has to spend time with Elijah for a complete transference. Elijah did not Just give him the mantle. All he did he wasn't ready to carry it the moment it hit him. He didn't explain to him what is taking place. All he is doing is just beginning to throw it over him. And he understood that a shift took place. He felt a certain level of it. And the level of the mantle could not be passed on instantaneously. But he had to learn how to walk. He had to learn how it works. Uh, you see, the thing is that we want it, but we do not know how it works. You see, you want the car, but you didn't know how it starts. You do not know how it, how it mechanically responds. So you expect, you have, a, you have a perception of how it responds. But until you get behind the wheel, until you sit in the passenger seat, and you experience how this vehicle responds. This is what the mantle is. I always wondered why didn't Elijah. Because Elijah had an, a mandate from the Lord. Anoint Elisha prophet in your stead. He, could, he didn't go and do that for Jehu. Jehu doesn't walk with him. He didn't do it with Hezahil. The weight of the mantle that Elijah was transferring wasn't just an anointing for king. It was an anointing. Remember, the enemy that Hezahil cannot kill, Jehu will kill. That which escapes Jehu, Elisha will kill. The last stop for the enemy is the prophet. And the weight that he has to carry is greater to ensure this happens. I'm here to say to you today, that although there's a transfer, the transfer doesn't take place at once. You have to journey with him to Bethel. You have to journey with him to Jericho. You have to journey with him. Then across the Jordan. Amen. There was a journey. The, the anointing is a one-time event. It happens quickly. Mantles often involve establishing your identity and how you will lead. So it requires mentorship 
and relationship building. You can't carry the mantle without having been in relationship. Somebody wants a blessing. Somebody wants what you carry, but they don't want you. You're going to have to want. I've discerned some things, even in my own spiritual father. There's been a few years. There's been some prophetic gestures that he's done over the years. And I understand that there's a shifting of the mantle. But I purposed in my heart that I will be there till there's a complete transfer. The journey is not always easy. There's been some discouragements along the way. There's some people that came in to try and mess up the relationship. But I maintained something beyond it. People will come and go. But I know why I'm following. You've got to know why you're following. You've got to know why you're in this church. You've got to know what is in the house. You have to be conscious about what we carry. We will not be frivolous about it. It doesn't mean we won't have a conversation and we won't laugh and we won't joke, but we won't never disrespect. We will never take for granted. We will never be literal. We will never become familiar to the point that we, we, dis, we discard. We will not be like those that when they saw Elijah coming across, they laughed. You bald-headed man. Don't laugh at how you look. But I know what you carry. Elijah has a company of prophets. He has a school of prophets. And none of them discerned the mantle that he carried. They wanted information. They wanted anointings. But they didn't want the mantle. They wanted, they wanted moments of interaction. They wanted moments of visitations. But they never wanted an abiding presence. They didn't want to feel the weight continuously. Because when you feel the weight continuously, it's not easy. When you feel the weight continuously, it's not easy. It's tough. It's hard. Sometimes you feel overwhelmed by it. Sometimes you feel irritated by it. Sometimes you feel like you want to run away. But there's no full transfer. There's many people that just wants a quick solution. But no quick, no continuous, no permanent change. Both require the, the Holy Spirit for true empowerment. I want you to understand, and this is very important to know, mantles and anointings are still available today. Amen? Whether within the church, within leadership positions outside the settings of the church, God is releasing mantles. But it's important for us to understand that both mantles and anointings require 
and involvement of Holy Spirit empowerment. The source of your power ultimately lies in God and the, His Spirit. This means that even when the mantle is passed to someone and someone is anointed, the Holy Spirit must still move for these events to have a lasting effect. Without the Holy Spirit, you can do nothing. I can lay hands on you, ordain you into an office, but without having an encounter with the Holy Spirit, it will have no lasting impact. Let's just bow our heads together. Father, we bless you. Father, we honor you. Father, we glorify you. Thank you that you are releasing fresh mantles in our day. Thank you for the transfer. Thank you for the shift. Thank you for the portal that has been opened. Thank you that we will do everything possible to continuously live under an open heaven. A place where divine exchanges take place. A place where divine empowerment is the order of the day. A place where, oh God, there is such a move of the Spirit of God that is beyond the flesh. We understand that that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Your words, O oh God, are spirit and life. Thank you, O oh God, for the mantle that is resting, that is upon this house, now rests upon every son of God in this house both male and female, sons of God. To them that are called sons of God, you have given them a power and authority over every work of the enemy. They shall trample upon the lion. They shall trample upon the adder, upon the young lion and the dragon. They will stample under feet. Today there's an authority. There's an assertiveness in the spirit realm. That is coming over your sons and daughters. There's a spirit of discernment. Oh, Shakai Lamande. Over your people. Bless them. Anoint them. Thank you. That they are fresh mantles. This week. Confirm in the hearts of your sons and daughters. The mantle over their life. Through visions. Through dreams. Through personal encounters. Kilai lamasata. Through personal encounters. Hmm. Meet them in their home. Meet them while they're driving their car. 
Oh, angelic visitations. Clarion promptings of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Move now, Lord. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. 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 Bless the Lord. Amen.